It is the Thanksgiving week, and I want to be thankful for everything that I have in my life, especially people and family and friends and experiences that we all get to have together and enjoy. And those are the most precious things that I think that we can take with ourselves you know, wherever we go, because those things we never lose. As long as we can remember, we have those moments with us. This particular weekend and week is important to me because it would have been my mom's birthday. And so I want to dedicate this to my mom. And um, just all the many things that she's given me that are intangible and all these beautiful experiences and um, just sentiments and moments and and fun and laughter and um, her incredible wit that she always shared with me. And I know that she would want me to celebrate the best I can because we always took the time to be spontaneous and to celebrate every moment that we could in any special way that we could. This episode has been recorded over about a week's time, so some of the references I make are to the prior weekend, but it is the Thanksgiving week, so most of it is quite relevant to everything that happened in the last week or so. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. This is Mirella Kale, your location gal, and you're on my podcast, Fire Chat with Mirella, pop culture and real estate tips and hacks. Yes, it's another exciting week. There's always something happening, right? So I will be talking about the market, which, you know, obviously the, the rates are the big news and definitely that makes, a, you know, a difference. And at the same time, I'll let you know kind of what's, uh, what the expectations are and kind of give you an idea what's happening here locally in the Bay Area. And I do want to talk about, you know, gratitude and definitely how uh, being thankful and grateful and stopping and admiring the people and experiences and things around us uh, really matters. Because in the large scheme of things, those are the things that we take with us. And yeah, so I will be touching upon that. And I will be talking about the great, uh, you know, first uh, Formula One Grand Prix in Las Vegas since many, many years ago. I believe the last one was there in 1982, which is a very long time ago. And, um, you know, there was some controversies with this, but I will um, share some uh, information I found out about it and also my impressions of it, um, watching it. And it, it was a great, great big event. And Las Vegas definitely stepped up to, to the task, if you will, definitely. And... Um, yeah, so uh, it's kind of a, a launch of a new era there uh, for this particular sport, which is a great sport and it's been around for a long time. 
and there are some very practical and important things that come out of the sport because um, racing is not just about getting in the car and racing and you know it depends on the uh, franchise it depends on which racing uh, franchise it is and actually this particular one formula one is very big on um, engineering and teamwork and finding out things that they can actually apply to designing and um, you know improving the experience of driving for everyone else in any other car that we get to uh, to be in so um, yeah so I'll be touching upon that as well and um let's see yeah i did see another movie at some point recently so i will give you some dibs on that definitely and uh, we'll see what else pops up welcome to fire chat with mirella podcast pop culture and real estate tips and hacks grab a coffee tea or hot chocolate and let's chat how is the market hidden gems pro tips for buyers sellers and investors interviews insights and fan facts for balance and empowerment including mindfulness meditation chat number nine and food for thought sundays for media inquiries and collaborations please call 408-404-8156 and do subscribe to Fire Chat with Marilla podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you and thanks for listening. I will be talking more about this in the Food for Thought Sunday segment of this episode. And yeah, I want to say that definitely I come from the place of gratitude and I think Thanksgiving, it's such a beautiful holiday to do that, to really stop and think, you know, we should be thinking of it every day. And I know how days go, they fly, days fly. Just recently I heard somebody say that, remember that for children, times Time goes much slower. And I thought this is such a great point because I remember, you know, when you were a young kid, um, it, it takes forever, right? We always think everything takes forever. It's forever to the weekend. It's forever to whenever, <laughs> whatever. And it's kind of like no matter how busy we are, because, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I've never been bored. I always come up with things to do. And um, it's not even about that. But when you as you get older, I think these times just <laughs> time flies. It really does fly by weeks, weeks, months and years. And it goes by fast. So it's wonderful to press the pause button, if you will and enjoy and appreciate um, the moments that we have and, you know, put aside differences, put aside things that are not perfect, because guess what? That's the whole thing about life. It's never perfect. It's never perfect. And the whole journey and the whole meaning of it is really to uh, 
overcome obstacles and overcome these crazy twists and turns that we find ourselves on. How is the market in the Bay Area? So in the Bay Area, uh, for the most part, the demand is still very high. Uh, a lot of inventory is either holding steady, has dropped a little bit, or is slightly increasing. So it really depends on the area and the city um, where you're looking. And at the same time, it's a good time to get in the market because uh, the consensus is of the experts that the pricing is going to go up actually as more homes enter the market because the rates have been adjusting and dropping and uh, they will return a lot of buyers into the market as well. So we're going to be experiencing more inventory, higher pricing and more demand and more competition so it's kind of a good time to check it out and see if you can get in while everybody is busy and distracted by shopping going and doing their cyber mondays and cooking and shopping and whatever else they're doing <laughs> you might want to take advantage of checking in with your realtor and seeing what's out there. And if you're looking for something specific, uh, let me know. Uh, drop me a note at relocationgal at gmail.com. I'll see how we can help. We also have an in-house lending department. Just uh, remember that, you know, you need that team of people to be on your side, your realtor, your lender, to uh, give you the best uh competitive advantage and you know make sure that you land the property when you find the one that you like to also uh, make sure that you can be in the running so to speak and make sure that you can get it um, because the competition will be even more intense as we approach the new year so this is kind of where the market is right now um, and again you know specifics we will go over more specifics next time uh, and yeah, so check in every week for an update. And now it's time for hidden gems. Hidden gems are properties that I find interesting and cool for a number of reasons. It could be architectural details. It could be location. It could be what a great deal they are in addition to and mostly it's because they offer a wonderful lifestyle and it, they could match different um, different lifestyles it depends on what they offer right and they vary in price and they can be located anywhere in the bay area uh, they could be in the suburbs um, they could be um, in the city in San Francisco, you know, it could be a condominium in the city or a single family home, it could be new construction. It could be out in Pleasanton in the East Bay, it could be South Bay in San Jose or Los Gatos. It could be in Marin County like Sausalito. It could be um, in Napa Valley, you know, it could be an estate in Napa. It could also be 
a beautiful property right on the ocean with incredible views uh, in Carmel or Monterey or Pacific Grove. So these properties will be all over the Bay Area. And if you're interested in touring it or learning more about them, let me know. Um, and drop me a note at relocationgal at gmail.com and I'll be happy to give you more information. Also, I provide links on my social media to these so you can learn more from there as well. And as always, if you need anything to reach out, you can also schedule a call with me on calendly.com slash relocationgal. All right, let's go on the tour now. Today's hidden gem is in San Jose, California. It just had a price drop and it's very cool looking. It is a Victorian architecture. So a little throwback there in time, definitely. However, it is not designated, I don't believe, as historical. So that makes things a little bit easier. And also it has a lot of different uh, possibilities that it offers. And it has a big bonus. If you're a music enthusiast, guess what? It has a music studio. Yes, you heard that right. I'm going to read this from the description here. Hurry, gorgeous Victorian home, move-in condition. Seller will consider credit for repairs. Um, it's located in a prime location, just two blocks from Japantown and new developments. Get this, first time on the market. It has been in the same family for guess how long? For over five decades. It has four bedrooms and two bathrooms. Um, and let's see, the tall ceilings provide spacious feeling. It has a separate studio downstairs, approximately 12 by 12 with own bath. Um, and in the case of such properties, you know, the permits are unknown, so they would have to be verified by the buyer. Full basement with 6.5 feet tall ceilings. Get that. Ideal for conversion to second home or living space. Also, they say here, huge attic with tall ceilings, easily converted to more living space. It says garage converted to music studio. So, for a music fan, with double insulated walls, ideal for ADU conversion. Current RM zoning, it says here, makes it easier to add more units and generate even uh, more rental income. It's a possibility. Uh, it says here, insulated walls and ceilings and newer electrical and plumbing, updated kitchen, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, so this is an interesting hidden gem. Like I said, it had a price drop. Um, I will provide a link to this on my social media so you can follow me at, at Relocation Gal um, on social media and you will see the link there or you can drop me a note, relocationgal at gmail.com. If you have any more questions and talk to your realtor, they will be able to um also locate this for you. Okay, moving on. Food for Thought Sunday starts now. 
before there was, let's say, Apple Music and Spotify and just possibility of streaming music that you love and making playlists, how did people enjoy, young people especially, how did they enjoy music uh, that they loved? Well, my mom was such a person when she was young which was quite a long time ago. And what she loved to do is to write the lyrics to her favorite songs and then sing from her little diary or notebook. And she was at the time 16 years old, just about when she wrote these words down. And I still have the book. It's in really good shape. Uh, considering how it's been around a long time. And uh, she had beautiful penmanship. And so I get to cherish that. And she also embellished the pages with these cute little colorful single stickers. And they are definitely retro. If If you see them, you would know what I mean. They're very cute little girls with flowers and... And, um, you know, just like cute uh, characters from different, even probably books and, and things. So very, very cute. And my mom loved flowers, all the colorful things. Her personality was very, very colorful. She was super creative. And this weekend is her birthday weekend, what would have been. A birthday for her. Now, because she wasn't really always keen on celebrating her birthday, she preferred to celebrate her name's day, which is actually on October 3rd. Um, I'm not going to divulge more about this. Just she would be happy if we celebrated it somehow. And so since she's been in heaven or not here on earth, um, since a couple years now, I know that she would be happy with just enjoying life and celebrating. Um, She wouldn't want me to sit and sulk, (laughs) that's for sure. Um, And so I was going through some pictures and, and, um, you know, the, the song album, When I was looking for a song in mom's journal, I basically just fanned the pages to see where it would land, and it landed on this one particular song. When I was reading the uh, song from my mom's uh, journal, that's called May Over Mazovia, It's a beautiful song, and I was looking it up to see if I could find the words uh, online because uh, some of the words that my mom wrote down are kind of hard to read. Um, And I came up with, I came by a song that was specifically written a few years back about the region of Mazovia. It's called My Mazovia, and there's actually a music video that was done 
uh, to that song. Uh, apparently, this was written sort of as a as a tribute to Mazovia as a poem. So, and once that happened, they decided to put it to music and make it um, a special song to Mazovia, but it's not also about Mazovia. Mazovia happens to be the heart of the country where the capital city is, Warsaw, and it really conveys the message that where we come from or what we feel about a specific place um, where our home is really in our heart, so to speak, like you say, you know, home is where your heart is. Um, it's really conveying that message that to each one of us, it means different things. And in this particular instance, it is about this specific region. And at the same time, when you ask someone what it means to them, they're going to give you their own version. So in other words, every one of us has a Mazovia that means something special to them. So I translated the song from the video and I included the link in the description if you want to see it. And um, so here's my English version of the words. Okay, here goes my translation of my Mazovia, which is Moje Mazowsze. I asked my seven-year-old son to sit down and put down in a picture form what Mazovia makes it his own. And I thought I would see valleys sprinkled with rose willows everywhere. Instead, he drew himself sitting at our kitchen table and our little dog in his lap and his mom and dad, too. I asked my 10-year-old daughter to depict Mazovia. She's learning to play the piano. So I thought she'd play me something of from Chopin. Instead, she boldly painted a bunch of colorful skirts and signed it, the girls from Carolina. Refrain. Everyone has their own Mazovia, emotions, thoughts that may be simple and direct. Mazovia closer or distant Mazovia. Mazovia always. Mazovia forever. Everyone has their own Mazovia, sometimes quite bitter and sometimes much sweeter. Mazovia that's worth the sin and smirking Vistula's horseshoe. Everyone has their own Mazovia. Everyone has their own Mazovia. I asked my nephew who lives in hoodies and loves his hip-hop to create something about Mazovia using his talents. And he composed such a loud truth about the guys from Brodovisko, from Brodkovisko, it became a hit. 
I asked a famous actor, adored by his fans in Brzezin, what Mazovia means to him, where he lives, works, and loves. And he glanced at me tenderly and started humming Beethoven's The Ninth Symphony and said in his velvet tone, Mazovia is Europe to me. Everyone has their own Mazovia, emotions, thoughts that may be simple and direct. Mazovia closer or distant. Mazovia always, Mazovia forever. Everyone has their own Mazovia, sometimes quite bitter and sometimes much sweeter. Mazovia that's worth the sin and smirking Vistula's horseshoe. Everyone has their own Mazovia. Everyone has their own Mazovia. Birch trees or a roadside chapel. A skyscraper shaped like a sailboat. Young heroes of the Warsaw Uprising. Yours and mine, Mazovia. Yours and mine, Mazovia. Yours and mine, Mazovia. Yours and mine, Mazovia. And the refrain comes again. Everyone has their own Mazovia, emotions, thoughts that may be simple and direct. Mazovia closer or distant Mazovia. Mazovia always. Mazovia forever. Everyone has their own Mazovia, sometimes quite bitter and sometimes much sweeter. Mazovia that's worth the sin and smirking Vistula's horseshoe. Everyone has their own Mazovia. Everyone has their own Mazovia. I know that my mom would absolutely love this video and this whole the song and the sentiment, the concept. And so this would be something we would look together at and listen and enjoy. So um, that's why I'm including it here today. Happy birthday, mom. So this is a little more from the article about this particular song and why it was created. This article was written on September 26, 2023. Moje Mazowsze is a song created on the occasion of the 25th anniversary of the self-government of the Mazovian Voivodeship. It is a tribute to the region, its history, culture, and beauty. The song is the work of a duo, composer Piotr Rubik and outstanding lyricist Jacek Cygan. The text talks about the very diverse perception of our small homeland, in quotation marks, artists about, quotation marks, my Mazovia. The authors talked about their work on the music and lyrics. I went through this task for a month or two until I finally came to the conclusion that it must be an intergenerational thing. 
And that is why the different images that I created in this song speak about different generations and their attitude to Mazovia. Recall Jacek Cygan. In turn, Piotr Rubik emphasized good cooperation with the author of the text, quotation marks, Moje Mazowsze. It is always a great pleasure to work with Jacek Cygan. He's an outstanding creator. I have never been disappointed by the quality and taste of his words. When I received the text of Mazowsze, it turned out that it was a real epic that needed to be set to music. I think it turned out very nice. I am very grateful for the invitation to this project, said Rubik. The performers themselves told the reporter of Radio Dla Młodych, or the radio for the young people, about my Mazovia. The initiator of the song is Vice Marshal Wiesław Raboszuk. A music video was also created for the song. I hope you found it endearing and sweet like I did. Definitely, Las Vegas delivered Formula One to all the enthusiasts of Formula One and to new fans, hopefully. And the city of Las Vegas, a big shout out for hosting this event and also uh, really stepping up uh, to everything and all the, you know, they had some criticism there and, uh, you know, growing pains, basically, because like I said in the last podcast, uh, this is definitely a long game for them. In fact, I want to give a shout out to a uh, great um, Instagram account, Vegas Navigator, a Brit as your navigator around Las Vegas. And what he did is uh, he has this awesome, um, awesome um, reel that talks about how uh, Formula One is impacting Las Vegas in a positive way. So I'm going to actually quote what he said here in this particular reel. So in 60 seconds, he, in fact, he... Um, he explains it in 60 seconds. So, quote, there has been a lot of negativity surrounding the Formula One coming to Las Vegas due to the disruption it has caused locals and tourists. So, but in 60 seconds, he promised to, he says, I'd like to explain the positive side of Formula One. Formula One isn't just fast cars making noise. It's an engine powering jobs, innovation, and billions in economic impact. This is no ordinary race. This is a tech spectacle pushing boundaries of automotive science. There has been a lot of negativity surrounding Formula One coming to Las Vegas due to the disruption it caused locals and tourists. But in 60 seconds, here's what he uh, says the positive side is of Formula One. Formula One isn't just fast cars making noise. It's an engine powering jobs, innovation, and billions in economic impact. This is no ordinary race. 
This is a high-tech spectacle pushing the boundaries of automotive science, unlike spec series like IndyCar, where all teams use the same chassis. In Formula One, each team designs and builds their own car. This means that competition is not just in the driving, but in the engineering. Teams are constantly battling to create the fastest, most advanced car through improvements in aerodynamics, engine efficiency, materials, and more. Cars are refined over and over throughout the season, while other series recycle the same frames year after year. F1 is constantly pioneering new designs, new ideas. It's a testbed for technologies that eventually make streetcars safer, more efficient, and more advanced. The strip will become a test lab for the future of transportation, with over 100,000 fans filling hotels and restaurants. Formula One will accelerate Las Vegas's economy. This event is projected to pump $1.3 billion in one of the fast of the busiest weekends so past the sequel, the squeal of smoking tires is the sound of increased tourism, global branding, and innovations that will shape our roads. Formula One brings disruption now, but accelerates Las Vegas's future. The city of entertainment is about to become the world capital of racing. I am your Vegas navigator. Follow Vegas navigator for everything Las Vegas. I second that. Definitely, this was very a very great way, succinct way, and uh, great explanation. Like I mentioned before, actually, in my prior podcast, um, I saw that as a long game, definitely, for the city and a very positive, positive spin for the city. <laughs> Pun intended. There were some spins, actually, in this one. It was a great race. Uh, lots of excitement. Everyone's okay. And um, yeah, even uh, the winner, our winner was a bit grumpy in the beginning getting into this, but now he's happy. He won the race. To me, these cars are really sophisticated computing machines that are on top of wheels and these sophisticated structures to carry them at high speeds. And it's such science and engineering behind this uh, to make this happen. Even with, you know, them having to adjust and understand what tires need to go on when and and how it's different for practice, different for race. And they had to deal with the temperatures because normally the temperatures are not so low. And in Las Vegas during this time of year, uh, in the fall, the nights are quite cold, and because the race was was actually happening in the evening, quite into the evening, um, they had to make you know adjustments and um, and had to deal with a lot of different things, and obviously those create you know potential safety um, issues and things like that. So, kudos for everyone to you know be able to pull this off the way they did and. It was really a a great pleasure to watch, and um, I'm glad that they they're doing it, and it's I think it's gonna be a positive impact overall, and um, 
yeah, so, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing it again. And, uh, I, you know, kudos for everyone who participated and uh, put up with it also, definitely. saw Napoleon so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about that it's a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it don't listen to that part <laughs> okay all right so uh here we go I have four words for you Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon He's definitely Napoleon. <laughs> I don't think anybody can play him better. Um, I mean, it's pretty evident from even the trailers that you can tell um, he just embodies the character as he usually does in just about anything. And um, in this particular movie, um, I think the the biggest thing that I found was very captivating and almost mesmerizing is this vacant look that he has in his eyes. It's just like empty. It's like you cannot search for anything in those eyes. It's like it's like a dark well <laughs> that's really deep and you can't see a thing. Like you can't uh, read any emotion or anything. The movie stars some, you know, great, great actors. Definitely the casting is great. And um, it's, it's just um, such a work of art. It's, it's magnificent. I mean, all the music scores that were and uh, selections that are in this movie alone are a masterpiece. <laughs> and you know, the cinematography, visuals, um, it it sort of takes you on this exploration of these battles and what happened in his life. Um, and the way it's shown, it's like you took basically these, these paintings of that period and, you know, they became living, breathing things as we were if we were watching them live I mean um, it's incredible and definitely I mean like a lot of things a lot of uh, movies that I've seen before and I talked about before it touches upon the absurdity of war in general and it shows how it is a function of several people's desires for power and 
utilizing strategy and basically moving thousands of people to do as they decide or please and the consequences are these people give lives and and if you're watching it from a distance from above or uh, as you see these thousands of men that are reduced to these little dots with weapons basically uh, just slaughtering each other just 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 literally slaughtering each other all these human lives and the suffering that goes on and hear them basically screaming from pain and then animals they obviously they used coverly so they had horses and these poor animals just being slaughtered blown up along with their the their riders it's very impactful, very visual, and ultimately it shows how absurd and ridiculous really it is. And the, the, the chase of power and the, the sort of blinded pursuit of the next, the next level, whatever it is that they're thinking of, of capturing and in this case he just kept on having these huge visions of what France could be of what Europe could be who could be the ultimate power and and yeah he was a kind of a brilliant strategist and there is definitely an art in this as as perverse and terrible it is um, there is art in it when you think about it and, you know, engineering, right, that goes into it. And also who's going to sort of outthink whom and who is going to win out in this game of who's first to the target. And at the same time, it's these several men that are basically guiding all these other human beings and they put their lives and their livelihood and their significance of even living here on this earth in their hands. It wasn't just the consequences of the battles, but also of whatever strategic decisions were made to move these troops, let's say, uh, or keep them in a certain region Uh, during winter, for example, or make them march, which uh, consequently was making them die of hunger and and cold. And, you know, it was just uh, a disaster. I mean, on a huge humanitarian level, just not in the fight itself even. So uh, there was that. So ultimately the numbers that you see are staggering if you watch a movie they give you statistics and of course you can look them up (laughs) and the statistics of each battle are just mind-blowing and especially there's one battle and again i don't want to give everything away but there's one battle and at the end they show the sort of the tally of it and in one day what the casualties were is mind-blowing when you think about it 
and um, the total casualties for for the soldiers uh, for France in a lot of these battles, I believe it's you know it's in the millions. It's like three million people. And then you think about you know some of these things were not that long ago. <laughs> this is not like ancient history. The last battle is like maybe a hundred years before World War One. Uh, and then World War Two. So, I mean, it's not such a long time ago that this was going on. This kind of savagery, you know, very well put together and incredible acting, definitely. So, yeah, go check it out. Uh, again, it's a long movie, so be prepared to be in your seat. And stay till the end, because the music, all the credits, important to know, because so many people worked on this incredible experience that we get to have. for listening if you've enjoyed this episode of fire chat Merla podcast you might just enjoy the others and the upcoming ones you never know yes or no maybe <laughs> well just in case if you don't want to miss any future episodes make sure that you subscribe click the follow button or the plus on your favorite platform. Thank you again, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Stay informed, be well, and be kind. And I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. This has been a production of Do You Eve Media. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.